Bell. Uh, alongside me today, I'm joined by Johnny Dunlop, aka the Showstopper, the main event, Mr. Middlester Darby. And as this is a festive special, that's exactly what we're going to be focusing on as Portadown take on Glenavon here on Boxing Day at Moorenview Park. But before we get into that, uh, formalities, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Airports TV YouTube channel, and you'll be able to check this out on all kinds of podcast platforms, Spotify, Anchor, etc. But yeah, Johnny, how are you keeping you well? Not too bad. Looking forward to the festivities, Neil. What about your good self? Of course. Uh, I, I, do you know what? Like, it's... They're, they're, <laughs> Obviously, because it's Boxing Day, there's always like a big, a big game feeling all you know, because you're playing your your local rivals and stuff. But I'm actually, I feel like in the last few weeks, there's a bit of renewed confidence reported down, and I feel like not not necessarily momentum, but I definitely feel like there's a bit of a feel good factor at the minute, and they're sort of going in to the game on Monday here with their sort of their tails lifted, so to speak, even though we got beat by Clintonville last week. So I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think. It's necessarily all doom and gloom at the minute, like so. It uh, it should be a good game. No, I sort of feel like yourself as well. Um, I think the team has come on leap and bounds probably in the last couple of weeks, six or seven weeks ago. The thought of Boxing Day against Glen Alvin at Mournview was giving me the shivers. To be honest with you, I couldn't see past anything other than a than a defeat. But you know, Niall's come in and he's got. You know, he, he has he's changed things up and rejuvenated the players. Um, you know, they got that win. I'm still counting it as a win. And hopefully it will go down as a win. Up at Newry, a, a win against Ballymena. Um, I wasn't at, at Solitude last Saturday, but, you know, by all accounts, the team give a good, good account of themselves. I know it's a 4-1 defeat, but listen, we've no win up at Solitude and no goal up until last Saturday from 2014. So getting a goal up at Solitude's progress, never mind getting a win. Um, so, you know, as the games against Cliftonville and the likes aren't the games that's going to determine our season, especially away from home. So, um, no, I'm rejuvenated, looking forward to the derby, going in with a bit of hope, optimistic. And I can't say I was that six or seven weeks ago, to be honest. When you're touching there on the Cliftonville game, I... I think first half, Porter Ryan gave a really good account of themselves. Obviously, went 1-0 up. And Clintonville got sort of two quick-fire goals just before half-time. And it kind of killed the game, in a sense, because, you know, Clintonville quality side. Second half, they were the better team. And it was sort of like wave after wave of attack. But then you expect that at Solitude. But I think Porter Down. I've seen the goal back. And, all, you know, even at the, at the time from the angle we were sitting at, it, it did look like... Chris Lowe had fouled Joyce Archer but when you see it back you can see it maybe being given but you can see why it also stood so we, we played ourselves into trouble to be honest with that goal but it was disappointing because up until that stage Portland actually played very well and then Jordan Jenkins scored in the second half but unfortunately it disallowed for offside but I came out of that thinking mm, I'm not overly disappointed with the result like, oh, I never want to lose but as you say I mean, we don't expect to go to Solitude when, I mean, to be perfectly honest, we go up to Solitude, we're even lucky to have a shot. <laughs> Never mind, score a goal. So um, I came out of that thinking, you know what, if they can play like that, you know, for the rest of the season, um, what, what they did in you know, the sort of first 40 minutes, you know, they're definitely giving ourselves a, a shout of, of surviving. Now, 
are obviously going to spend a lot of this show speaking about the Glenavon game, but you know, there's another massive game around the corner as well. But we'll we'll talk about that in due course. Just I want to talk about Greg Murhouse. Um, you know, he's came in uh, and played a few games the, the last few weeks. He seems to be making a difference as well. Have Have you been impressed with him? Yes, and one of the main things that I've been impressed about is, to me, he seems a bit of a leader on the pitch, which is probably, you know, I know we have Paddy McNally on the legs, but we maybe don't have enough. And from the games that I've seen, he's very vocal. He's, you know, he's g players up, he's telling players what they should be doing. And like I say, he seems like a bit of a leader on the pitch, which has impressed me probably the most. Out of um, I from what I've seen, although he scored some fantastic goals as well, and I think Nell was saying, you know, he hadn't played football for five months, um, up until he up until he joined us, <coughs> excuse me. So, um, you know, uh, there's definitely more to come from him once he gets fully up to fitness. So, you know, I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, yeah, he definitely seems to be having uh, an effect, especially up top, which. You know, it's it's been mentioned in previous shows. It's been mentioned throughout the season by fans, you know, alike. And um, I think up top's been an area that we have certainly been lacking this season. And, you know, there's, you know, Adam Sally, you know, is, is meant to be coming back here in January as well. And it'll be good going into the second half of the season with a bit more firepower, um, so to speak. And I know we talked about it the last time we are on the show about, you know, you'd expect in January here that, for Nile to make a few signings, you know, a, a few of his own own players, so to speak. There's, of course, in the last sort of few weeks, there's been a few players that have been have left the club, and you know, last night there, Leo Denalen, um, Kat Mashigo, Dondo Tintali have been placed on the transfer list. Do you would you expect, you know, given what we said before and given what you've seen over the past few weeks, would you expect there to be plenty of incomings and outgoings over the next few weeks? I would, I would fully expect plenty of incomings. I was joking. Um, I think maybe the media team might need to take the month of January off from our real life jobs. I think we'll be that busy in January. Um, the outgoings might be a wee bit more difficult. Um, you know, obviously there's there's players are the three players that you've mentioned are um are on the transfer list. Obviously, either the club will have to you know they're all under contract to the end of the season, so. Either the club and them come to some sort of mutual agreement, um, or another club comes in for them, um. So, it, it may be hard to move some players on, but I would fully expect plenty of plenty of incomings, and I'm excited about it. You know, the club or the the team obviously needs a refresh, um, and I would I would wholly imagine that the incomings that will be coming in in January will be players from within the league and that have Irish League experience, which we are crying out for. It's another quality when we were going back to talking about Greg Muirhouse. He brings experience and Irish League experience with him. I think Nell has spoke openly in his match previews and things like that about the need for experience in the team. We're a young team, but we need experience. And I fully expect him to rectify that in January. Although it's... It's difficult too for a team that's in our position. Um, players, real top quality players, might turn their nose up at coming to Portadown at that stage of the season because, you know, whether we're like it or not, we're in a real relegation scrap. There's no getting away from that. 
So, uh, you know, it might be difficult for quality players to think themselves, am I going to commit to Portadown? The, you know, there is that possibility we may be playing championship football next year and players might want to do that. So it's going to be a difficult transfer window for Nile as well to, to bring in players. But I think, he, you know, Nile knows the ways of the world and, you know, I'm sure he can he can get who he wants to get. Um, but it will be difficult. So it will. Um, but no, I'm looking looking forward to it. You can see the effect that Nile has had, you know, since he's came into the club. You know, he's definitely squeezing a bit more out of the players and stuff. And, you know, it, it does seem they've brought about, you know, a, a bit more confidence, you know, and, and belief within the squad. Um, Nile obviously gave an interview there last week um, talking about, um, you know, wanting to get as many fans in the ground as possible, of course. Last week, it was announced that a few of our games here in January and February are going to be moved um, to Friday and Saturday evenings. And so we've played Tarek on a Friday night, Dungan on a Friday night, and uh, our, our, our good friends, Glen Avon, on a Saturday evening. Um, do you think that will, you know, Niall's talking about belief, spirit, you know, sort of getting a bit of momentum within the crowd and stuff. Are you, are you hopeful as well that, you know, having the later kickoffs and stuff, we'll, we'll be able to, to get a few more people in through the door? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, I know it's something that the club have thought uh, long and hard about. Um, I think there, there just seemed to be a great appetite for, for Friday night football. Listen, I know everybody would love their football on Saturday at three o'clock, and I would too, but maybe that's a selfish point of view of me or somebody else just saying three o'clock on a Saturday suits me. You're never going to keep everybody happy. Um, but I just think the Friday night football opens up that possibility for players to play. There's like in this Mid Ulster in, in the Portadown area alone, I could rhyme off to you a dozen or more teams that you know play in the Mid Ulster Intermediate League on Saturday. Go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll count. Go for it. Right. Let's go. Number one. Who Hanover. <laughs> I know Hanover, Rackery, Rangers, Sago, Bourneview Mill. You have. Rich Hill AFC, you have the Ambassadors, you have Portadown BB Old Boys, you have, I'm struggling to get to the dozen here, Neil, I'm not lying. Then you have all their seconds teams as well. Oh, that's oh, cheating. I that's cheating. Um, <laughs> there's a scope of loads there that'll go, you know, Friday night. And I think it makes it, there's no point to playing a Glen Torn, playing a Linfield, playing the full time teams. On a Friday night or something like that. On a Friday night, sorry, especially because you know they're full time teams. They're players of all day to get prepared for a Friday <coughs> night game. While we're part time side, our players, the, the bulk of our players are working on a Friday afternoon and then having to come straight from work to the game. So that doesn't work for, I think, for a part time club playing a full time club. But um, no, I think it's a fantastic idea. And listen, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You're not tied to it. Give these things a try. See what happens. Um, they're good games to go with as well because they're teams that I would describe as in our sort of a bracket teams that you can go and get a result against at home. Um, and I just think um, it, it's, it's worth giving a go to, and and seeing what happens. You know, obviously, like throughout our year supporting Portadown, you know, occasionally you would get a Friday night game, and I always. 
I've always preferred Friday night games. I love Friday night games. There's just something I just feel because you know the floodlights are on and stuff. It it just it makes it more of an atmosphere. So no, I I, uh, I I'm all for Friday night games and especially again as as much you know as uh, as there, there wouldn't exactly be on my Christmas card list to say the least. But I mean, look at the crowds like like Glentorn have been getting on Friday nights. They they seem to push and want all their games on Friday nights. Larn as well. You know, Corain are getting good crowds on Friday nights, and I, I, me personally, if you could play every game on a Friday night, I'd be all over it because, I, like you said, you know, more people are able to go and stuff, so which is great. But <clears throat> obviously, we're playing Glenavon again, you know, not long in the future on a Saturday evening. But let's talk about this Monday here: Glenavon, Portadown, Boxing Day, Mournview Park. Um, it, it's safe to say that, it, like. Do you know what? As as far as I can remember, Portadown and Glenavon games and Boxing Day are always like it's just if you could probably one word to describe them, it would probably be chaos because there's always red cards, penalties, loads of goals, controversy, <laughs> fireworks, <laughs> the heap. So you know, fuck fast. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to them here. But is there any particular game you know throughout your memories of supporting Portadown on Boxing Day that you know really? Sticks out, and you know, against Glenavon, that is. Don't you be reeling off a game against? Uh, we played Larn Fox <laughs> Day, and we played Lock All as well. You know, one season where they were um, in the in the Premiership, but um, yeah, Glenavon Fox Day memories only. Any particular game stand out? Um, gee, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. <laughs> recent, recent record. Unboxing Day. I'm trying to think the last time that we won Unboxing Day, and I think you need to go back. 2013, possibly. Um, probably the one that really stands out for me now was, was it 2011 or was it 2012, maybe, at Mournview? Um, Kevin Braniff, big, I think it was Connor McCluskey was playing for us at the time, and he had a chance to put in a great cross, and he really scared it, I think. It was coming down with snow on the ball that he had hit at that high, and it just fell Whatever way it fell, it fell perfectly for Braniff to head it on the volley into the net. Um, up Mordew, and then I think Neil McCafferty got a late uh, penalty as well. It was the, it was the season that we finished second. Um, it was the 2011-12 season. Yeah, it was then 2011. Um, that really sticks out on my sticks out in my mind. I think that's the last time we won at um Mordew and Boxing Day, but um, I don't think we've won a Boxing Day game. Since well, then there was the one where it drew to all, but we got the the three points. Mark Carson and Aaron Hur scored first at Shamrock. Was it David Allen? Yeah. Um, that's that was 20, 2016, not yes, you're right, 2016. No, but you're right, like the I was doing some research for the match preview, and you know, I think the last two games at One View Park, uh, Glen Alvin have scored winners in injury time. Oh, yeah. they, it's there's been a few games Tim uh, like especially as an un, as an unused sub along with Michael Galt for us in 2014 I think so uh, yeah you're right when sending offs and she last year Glen Alvin the two men sent off before half time that would have been the one with that sending off that was 2015 2015 uh, 20, because yes. 2014 was the game at Shamrock where we scored near the end Mark McAllister 3-2 and then Kieran Caldwell scored a penalty in injury time 
Yeah. I, I felt sick after that game. <laughs> like, Another injury time goal from Glen Avon Boxing Day. Heard it here first, yeah. kids. And do you remember uh, Mark Patton scored an injury time winner against us at Mournview Park as well? And Reese Marshall then did the following or the, the next Boxing Day game at Mournview yeah. as well. Yeah. There's, there's been a few, but um, no, it should be good. It promises to be. I'm sure it'll be a classic because, like I said, it ever it just everyone just goes out the window. Do you know? Like even last year, and like the last year was, I mean, I I would probably use an expletive to describe last year, but I'll I'll go with dreadful instead. And you know <laughs> the fact that it's with nine men and oh that was that was awful. But but even that game, you know, you're talking there. They were down to nine men. Sends off a plenty as well there too. So at I mean, if you're going to the bookies to put money on Port, or there'll be a red card on Monday. Like, an injury time goal and a red card—that's your your double for the bookies. On a penalty. On a penalty. Let's go a treble. Yeah. <laughs> so no fingers crossed, Portadown can can get the three points because I do think if they did, it would be a massive step, you know, in and hopefully avoiding relegation. And of course, Dungannon are playing Yuri as well, so that you know, Yuri aren't Yuri aren't out of it either. Um, but. You know, hopefully there'll be points. Well, there will be points dropped in that game, but it's whether it'll be between Yuri Dorgan or both. Um, but yeah, moving on from Boxing Day, then you know, just in the New Year's on Monday the second, the following week, huge game at Shamrock Park. Uh, Dungannon are in town. Um, I know there's the old famous football cliche of a six pointer, but. Do you know what? This is like a 12-pointer. <laughs> Never mind. That, you know, a six-pointer. Um, absolutely massive. Imperative that Portadown get the points, to be perfectly honest. Not trying to put pressure on anyone here, but you know, so if Portadown were to get a result on Boxing Day and then to get a result in New Year against Dungannon, suddenly momentum swings and you know, you're know you're, you're reeling teams in and stuff. But Dungannon will be coming into that game as well, to be fair, you know, they've had a couple of decent results recently. You know, they got spanked by Limfield there last week. But, you know, they 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 handed out a boot in the, the Carrick Rangers, you know, you know, as well recently and stuff. So they'll be looking at that and going here. This is a chance for us to lay down a marker and go, if we win this game, you know, we'll pull well clear of Portadown. So um, what what would be your thoughts going into that game? And do you think there could be, well, we talked touched on it already, do you think there could be a, a, a few different players playing in that game? <laughs> I think it's a massive, massive week. Um, you know, because you know, we're playing Glen Avon and Dungannon, and then you know, obviously Dungannon's playing New Year and ourselves. So playing we're sort of four clubs playing teams in and around each other. You know, it could be a fantastic week. You could beat Glen Avon and Dungannon. Um and Dungannon, you know, obviously lose against Newry and lose against ourselves and you know do we overtake them? Do we right right there with them? Or it could be an absolutely brutal week where Swifts end up winning their two games and we lose our two games. So it's absolutely massive. Um, it's like you said, there's it's far more than a six-pointer for me. I would expect new faces against Dungannon. I would like to think that the management team have probably already put pieces in place, ready to go. I, I know there's always been that thing with New Year's Day where so the IFA offices used to be closed on New Year's Day so if you sign somebody you had to wait then and stuff but I don't think that's the case anymore um, but I'm not entirely sure of that so hopefully 
we have everything ready. If we have any new faces, they're ready to go and registered in time. Um, but I would fully expect players ready to come through the door at Shamrock Park come one minute past midnight on the 1st of January. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, do you know what? I feel like I feel like we've touched on quite a lot here already. And I don't I, I think it's just the basic premise, is it now? It's, it's 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 just win. Like just win on Monday and just win the following Monday and you know and all will be good with the world. Um actually, do you know what? Um we've been drawn at home to Banbridge in the in the Irish Cup. Do you think and I, I, no disrespect to Banbridge, of course, but you know, Portadown should be looking at and going here. You know, it's it's a decent draw and a chance to get into the next round. And would are we a we cup run? You know, be it'd be, be good for confidence because sometimes you know a, a cup run can, you know, distract from what what's going on in the league. And cause I suppose in, in the cup, it, it's sort of like it's, it's it's us against the rest of the world, so to speak. And you just you never know. You get a nice draw, lucky draw. You know, you might avoid a few teams and they take each other out or maybe that's just wishful thinking on my behalf but if we get through we'll be drawn, drawn against Liverpool away or something like that but that's another you know, way um, but you just you just never know you know in the Cups I mean you only have to look at the, the League Cup in England and and there's Charlton are, are, are into the quarterfinals and stuff and there's been there's a couple of teams there that you wouldn't necessarily think and you know a lot some of the big guns are already out you know Arsenal being the big gun there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, so you just never know if if a, a couple of big, if you got through in a couple of big teams, you know, up at the top of the league, they got each other and take each other out. You just never know. So, what do you think? We could we trip the Windsor Park on the cards in there? <laughs> Listen, there's no reason why not. You see, it, it does my head and that teams put out weakened, especially in the Irish League, put out weakened teams in cup competitions. You know, go for it. I'm not one that buys into this, so you know. Cups of distraction, concentrate on the league and stuff. I was speaking to someone this someone about this the other day. We we're talking about in England. I was talking about the legs of Everton that put out weekend teams and in cup competitions. You think, what are you doing? Just go and try and win a trophy, you know. Um, and that's that's a mentality, and I fully expect it's a mentality now. will go with as well. A trophy is a trophy. Listen, I'm not going to say a poor down is going to win the Irish Cup by by any stretch of the imagination, but give yourself the chance. Go for it. Like you said, sometimes it's all about the luck of the draw. Was it one point? Was it last season or the season before? One point made it to the semi-final of the League Cup. Just by getting lucks of, you know, lucks of the draw and home draws and stuff like that. So I would like to think that we'd be going full tilt to do as best as we can in the competition. You only have to look at 2019 when Ball and Mallard got to the final and played Crusaders. And on Crusaders' run to the final, they played Glentoran. I think they played Limfield as well. And they may have actually played Coleraine. I think they definitely played the other two anyway. And on the other side of the draw, it was like Warren Point. Again, they got to the semi-finals, and you're thinking Warren Point could get the final, but then Ball and Mallard beat them. And suddenly it was like all the sort of big teams in inverted commas were like one set, like, just the way the draw worked out, it was like you know they they all played each other, and then Ball and Mallard got through. As you say, you just you just never know. Like I I love the cup. I, Irish cup's great. Like obviously it's been a while since we were in the final. It will be coming up to eight years. Um, 
that still stings to be perfectly honest. Um, that final, but you know, if you could, if you get there and suddenly, you know, you, you get the quarter final, you know, it, and suddenly you're, you know, you're two games away from a final. Like it's you. And I, 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 no disrespect to Brambridge at all. Of course, they'll be coming to Portadown and thinking here, Portadown, you know, are bottom of the league at the minute. We have a great chance, you know, in there, obviously. <clears throat> um, <coughs> they'll obviously, you know, fancy their chances as well, but they have, they have nothing to lose, so to speak. But um, it, 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 this is definitely an opportunity for Portadown. And, you know, like you say, you know, if, if you were to get through and a couple of the bigger teams at the top of the league, if they drew each other and, you know, you got sort of a team that was maybe in the ranger or, or in the championship, you know, before you know it, you're in a quarterfinal. Exactly. Like, and and it's, listen, it, it's, you get prize money as you go along as well. I'm not saying the prize money is a life-changing amount, but it's still money into the coffers as well, you know, so, um, no, I fully... And then if you, if you win it, if you win it, that's a game-changer financially. But I wouldn't go there just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already planning the European tour next, next season. <laughs> oh, super stuff. Right. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there unless you've got any announcements to make. Oh, you do. I had a thing. Oh, you don't have any announcements to make? You do? Um, no. No announcements out of me, Neil. No. All quiet. I thought, I thought you shook your head there thinking you do have an announcement to make. So um, we'd let you have the floor. But yeah, um, I'm happy enough here. Um, if you're happy enough there, yeah. Yeah, we'll, and maybe, uh, we'll when, maybe that you've given me the floor, I just want to talk about a wee bit, maybe, about um, where about the work of, of We Are Ports. I thought it would just, this week, We Are Ports handed out 65 Christmas dinners just to um, some of the, the older folk in and amongst our support. We held a, a Christmas dinner in at Shamrock Park on Tuesday afternoon, I think everybody knows about the, the We Are Ports walking and social group. They meet every Tuesday afternoon, or every Tuesday lunchtime, sorry. Um, they meet about half ten, and they go for, go do a couple of laps of the Shamrock Park pitch, and then they come back in, have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a couple of biscuits and stuff, a bit of crack, a bit of company. Sometimes um, beats are, put on some old matches and things like that on the TV, and it just really went from Strength to strength, we are Ports chairman Henry Thompson is the man that organises it and is behind it, and it is brilliant. Um, it's a uh, a source of company for a lot of elderly people. Um, to get out to get exercise and they love it. They just love meeting up on a Tuesday and that company and that bit of crack. And like I say, this Tuesday we had Christmas dinner in a Shamrock Park where there was over forty. Um pensioners and elderly people and, and um supporters and we are ports put on everything for them and um, for their, their Christmas dinner and there was slur and there was crackers. It was great to see some older supporters or older players sorry in attendance. There was Vic Fleming, Sammy Lunn, um the Thompson brothers. There was Brian Campbell as well there, Ronnie McCoo. So it was great to see some of the older players there as well. I think it was a great day hub by all. And then later that night, we are Ports members went out and handed out a further 25 meals, Christmas dinners to the elderly supporters that maybe weren't able to make it on, on Tuesday uh, afternoon. So great work there by we are Ports sorting all that out. Uh, special thank you to Bates at the club for helping set up everything at the club on, on Tuesday as also to 
um, to Black Dogs at the rugby club and to the Shally Spar and especially Alana at the Shally Spar who helped us all with everything there. So just a word of thanks to, to We Are Ports and the We Are Ports members for that. And I thought you said you didn't have any announcements there. <laughs> Yes, he asked for speaking there solid for five minutes of vegan announcement. Yeah, no, that's uh, very well done the way our reports. And uh, I hope everyone that was there um, on Tuesday and stuff, and then um, you mean to Devon too, hopefully they'll have a, a very happy Christmas and a happy new year. So we'll uh, wrap it up there. Um, Johnny, have a very good Christmas. Uh, I wish you a happy new year, but I'll, I'm sure I'll see you on Monday anyway at the, at Mornview Park. And everyone listening to the show and every Portadown fan around the world. Have a very happy Christmas, a very happy new year, and hopefully, fingers crossed, on Boxing Day and next Monday in the new year, um, we'll be celebrating um, and hopefully Portadown have got a, a couple of wins. It's a big ask, but uh, my fingers are <laughs> my fingers and toes are crossed and hopefully that's what Santa brings me for Christmas this year is uh, six points that would be that would go down a treat what do you think I hopefully will open my stock on Christmas morning and there's an IOU for six points from Santa in it mate. indeed right Johnny thank you very much it's been a blast I shall see you on Monday as I said folks happy Christmas to you all hope you have a great day a great new year and we'll see you on Box Day in fact you know what all the tickets are sold out now aren't they I'm not sure funny enough you said that I know there was less than 30 tickets in the away end left last night. So I would encourage, there's definitely no cash gate going to be available on Boston Day. It is ticket only. So, and tickets aren't on sale from Portadown Football Club because I know people have been coming up to Shamrock to buy tickets. <laughs> For some reason, Glenavon, some people at Glenavon have directed people to Shamrock Park to buy tickets. There's absolutely no tickets on sale at Shamrock Park. The tickets are only available through Glen Avon. That's the mind game starting already. You that's, see, that's they're at their work. Do. That's what they're <laughs> at. Do. So get your ticket ASAP because they will sell out. There's no doubt they'll sell out. So get your ticket as soon as you can so you're not disappointed. Indeed. Get your ticket. Get yourselves to Mournview Park. Get yourselves decked in red and white. And hopefully it'll be the start of Glen Avon's plate. Like that. That's your Christmas rhyme. Indeed. Right, folks, thank you. Happy Christmas. See you on Monday. Cheers. Happy Christmas.